managing holiday grief, smiling when you feel like crying, how to deal with a mix of emotions during the Christmas season, when you're spending it without your loved one due to a death, or you may find yourself alone because a family member is in the armed services, or perhaps a divorce has shaken your family tree. Bart Walker talked to Dr. Mike Courtney with branches to learn more about hard times during what should be positive times. Well, good morning to you. We're going to be talking about the holidays. They're officially with us. And around this time of the year, a lot of things go through our minds. Perhaps you've lost a loved one right before this holiday season. Perhaps it's been many years ago, but grief continues. And we're going to be talking about dealing with holiday grief and things of that sort. Dr. Mike Courtney from Branches Counseling is with us this morning. Mike, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. It's good to see you. Good to have you with us today. Is that unusual for people to be grieving? Maybe somebody who died five or six years ago. No, not at all. You know, we have this kind of a old wives tale. I hope that's not a sexist thing to say, but we have again, an old wives tale that uh, the Kubler-Ross five stages of grief. And so we have this idea that there should be this clean, I go through these five stages, it takes about a year and then everything's okay. That's just not the case. This is not <clears throat> just the loss of a person. It's a change in a relationship. And the relationship is still there. This is still my my wife who passed away or my my daughter that I lost and I the relationship remains forever so to go through a long grieving process it's not unnormal and it's not a bad thing what do people need to do to make it through this season well I think the the first thing is just that is just to normalize it is just to say you know there's not something wrong with me I'm not flawed here now there is what we call complicated grief, where where it, it takes us to a deeper level or to a place we're not able to function. And at that point, at, at the risk of sounding like a paid political announcement, you probably need to see a counselor. But for the most part, just a, a sadness or recognizing that I'm going to be triggered. You know, Grandpa always was the one that hung the, the stockings on the – every year I miss him at that. To recognize that's a normal thing, I think that's probably the the very first step in all of this, is to give yourself some grace and say, yeah, this is it's it's appropriate, it's normal for me to go through that. Uh, beyond that, I think there's some really good coping skills that people can put in place, and uh, and we can may- maybe kind of go through some of those and talk about here's here are the things that you ought to do. To, to make it easier, not going to, again, it's never going to go away completely. I, it, we, we all have, I, I lost a sister 40 years ago, and, I, and still at Christmas time, I thought, oh, I wonder what it would have been like to have her. So it's never going to go away, but we can make it better, make it easier. We have a, a text here <clears throat> from a listener who says that they get together for Thanksgiving every year, but they have started talking about their mother who died. Mm-hmm. Is that good or bad? I think it's a wonderful thing it, to to continue to grieve, to continue to remember. It honors the life, you know. It that's a that's honoring of this mother who poured her life into her children. It was so important for them. So I think that's a very healthy thing. And in fact, I would encourage you to do that if you haven't been doing that. To uh, say, you know what? Let's just take a minute and talk about Dad. Remember, remember, he always carved the turkey, and man, we it wasn't that fun. 
uh, there's a sweetness that develops early on. That's probably it, but a sweetness that develops until those conversations. My wife and I, we laugh. We talk about our parents that are that are all gone now, and we'll laugh and tell stories. I think that's good. So if the conversation comes up, continue it. You know, that's a great point. That's true. And I would say for those people who are not grieving, but you have someone, let them do that. We, we oh, let's, let's don't talk about that. Let's change the subject. No, let them talk about that. In fact, I, didn't, I, I asked questions. I, hey, you know, how is it this first Christmas without Bud being here? How, how are you feeling? Give them a chance to talk. I, I'd encourage you to, to provide the opportunity for that. So is talking about the person that you're missing important? You know, as smart as we think we are, and as, as much wonderful technology as we have, we've still never found anything better than actually talking, than just getting, saying the words, getting them out, and sometimes hearing ourselves say them. I say to my wife often, I need to say this to know what I think about it. We have found that giving someone space to talk, and, and there aren't there aren't right wrong words or wrong words to just talk is incredibly healthy and a good thing yeah we have a a text here from a listener who says i know i'm doing the wrong thing but i keep doing it i stay in and close the doors i lock off people when i start feeling this way i would say first of all if you say to yourself i know i'm doing the wrong thing you probably are so, so, so listen to, yeah to listen to yourself that's okay now again i don't think there's anything wrong with setting some boundaries with taking breaks i'm gonna say this and i hope none of my clients hear this there are sometimes at the end of the day i am sick of people i just i'm sick of it and so to give yourself a break there's nothing wrong with that but to isolate, to recognize that this is unhealthy and yet I'm doing it anyway, that's, that's not a good thing. And I would encourage that, that listener and other people as well. To just you, know, you don't have to turn the whole season into a one long party, but say, you know what, I'm going to go to church. I'm, I'm going to get out and make myself go to church. I'm going to go the, to the garden club I haven't been to for a while. Just do one thing that gets you out of the house. One thing, too, I'm wondering, we're... we're beginning to get into this darker time of the year it gets dark early sun doesn't come up until later do we get gloomy in darkness oh absolutely there's seasonal affective disorder which appropriately the acronym is sad so we are affected by that lack of sunlight uh, we, we we need more vitamin d we need some things that we can do to help with that the added stress hustle and bustle for the healthiest of people the holidays are are <laughs> maddening. There's that. There is the the triggers of as we've talked about. Well, we always did this. So all of those things contribute to a, an increase, perhaps, in the mourning, in the grieving process. And again, just to say that's that's the way it is. That's okay. That's not abnormal. Is is important. And we have an, another person who's saying that they're glad that we brought up that thought about the darkness. They said, my mom is by herself and closes the curtains and turns the lights down every day and sits in the dark. Yeah, I know it's their situations are different. It's hard, but where you can to go by, to just talk, to say, mom, let's open the curtains for a while. Let's take a walk. Uh, getting outside, even even in cold days, sometimes people are mobily impaired. It's hard to do that. 
but to create opportunities for them to, to, to not isolate, to not sit in the dark. My own story, my father battled uh, bipolar, and, and I would know. I would go by his house, and the curtains would all be pulled, and the doors would be closed, and I would know he's sinking into this. And I would just go in and say, let's open the curtains, let's talk for a while, let's turn on some lights. I think that would be helpful. So lights, brightness, that is a good way to... Yes. to get out of these moods absolutely and and you may not you may not get out of the mood but it's it's going to brighten at least the moment and it's going to give you some impetus to continue to do the right things better things we're talking today about some ways to enjoy the holidays more not looking at them as a negative dr mike courtney from branches counseling is our guest do you have to admit hey something is not right well, yes. Again, I think I think talking out loud, saying how you feel, finding uh, someone that you can trust to say, you know, I'm just this is a difficult time. I'm going through some struggles. I think that's a healthy thing to begin with that, to acknowledge that. But then I think you also can set boundaries for other people. You know, Dad, you got to come to this party. Well, no, I, re- I really don't. I- I'm, I'm going to go with some friends to parties and we'll have breakfast there and that's fine but also set boundaries for yourself to say you know i'm going to give myself two or three hours to 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 mourn to mope around to close the curtains and and then i'm going to set a timer on my watch and and when those two or three hours are over i'm gonna i'm gonna take a shower brush my teeth go out take a walk those kinds of things so i think to be very intentional about space Here's some space to grieve now. It's, it's time to put that behind me for a little while and move on, even if it's just for an hour or two, to make sure we, we set limits on, on our grieving. So don't get into grieving and, and stay in there. An old-timer a long, long time ago, of course, you and I are old-timers now. You know, there are people, right. <laughs> there are people, How did that happen? <laughs> there's people somewhere quoting us saying an old timer used to say but an old timer used to tell me you can't keep a bird from landing in your hair but you can keep it from making a nest and uh so yeah these this sadness this grief it's going to come on me this time of the year seasonal affective disorder the triggers of the holiday but i don't i'm not bound by that i don't have to surrender to that i give myself permission to grieve i i set some healthy limits and then I say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this behind me. And uh, sometimes I'll teach people a trick. I don't know if that's the right word, a mindfulness technique. And I'll say, I want you to, to pick up some object, a, a coffee cup, and just hold it. Say, this is a coffee cup. It's kind of heavy, not passing judgment. I just see what it is. Yeah, okay, I'm going to set it down. Do that with a couple of things. This is my phone. Practice that. And now say, okay, this is grief. I'm familiar with it. I know what it feels like. There's a tightness in my chest. It's hard for me. Okay, now I'm going to set that down, just like I did with the coffee cup. I'm going to set it aside, and I'm going to go to this church activity. I'm going to go, you know, meet my neighbors and 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 just practice being intentional about not being caught up in our in our emotions. So you're saying be intentional, get rid of these things. But get around people. Is that that's the secret? Absolutely. Get around people. One of the callers earlier talked about about closing themselves in. Again, I wanna I wanna give a lot of grace. I think that's okay for a little while. 
but I need people in my life. In fact, I would uh, one of the things I would encourage today is maybe take a piece of paper and write out the names of three or four people that, uh, you know, I know if I would call them, if I, if I would call Bart and say, hey, Bart, can we just go get a cup of coffee? He would do that. And so make yourself a list because when I'm in the middle of it, I think, well, there's no one. They're too busy. They're, but, you know, I know that I can call this person and they would take me out for a cup of coffee. So make yourself a list of that resource that you're going to call on when if it's necessary. So get with people, do something <laughs> positive. Yes. Being productive, there's nothing more um, healing than being productive. So volunteer. Uh, talking about church a lot, not everybody's involved in church, but your your church has a gift wrapping ministry. Be a part of that or or volunteer at the Boys and Girls Club or do find something for just a few hours. And again, I'm not talking about a life change. I have to do this forever. But I'm going to take two or three hours a day and, you know, go by Adam's place and just sit and visit with some people. Being productive is incredibly important in all this. There's something to be said about just going out and helping people, like you said. Just It makes you feel good, and it gets you out of the house. Yes, absolutely. And it gives meaning to our messes, I often say, because somebody that you're talking to is experiencing the same thing that you're experiencing and so i can i can use this i can take advantage of it and sit and talk to someone who's also lost some oh is that the way you feel yeah. i feel the yeah. same way yeah very good and yeah. so so it gives meaning to that mm-hmm. yeah so uh, a person is saying that uh, they lost their husband two years ago uh it was around the first of the year but they have just always missed and thought about this but it comes up even harder each time around thanksgiving and christmas Mm -hmm. Uh, they they said that they just keep thinking about the loss of that person what can they do well again i i think to recognize that the that the person is gone but the relationship is not and to treasure that to hold on to those memories i am so grateful for the years that bill and i had together Mm -hmm. to treasure that hold on to it Maybe go back to an old tradition. You know, Bill was always the one that carved the turkey. So go back to that old tradition and say, hey, now my son's going to do it. You know, Scott, while you're, while you're carving the turkey, let's talk about your dad. Also, then begin a new tradition. I think both of those are important. Hold on to the old, but begin something new and say, okay, this is a, this is a new day. It's a new story. I'm not leaving my spouse out of this. But my relationship with him is, or her is different now. So when you're saying uh, continue maybe <clears throat> the same tradition by bringing in someone else, bring in something that uh, somebody who sort of fits with the memory. Yes. And it, it becomes an even bigger uh, tradition. Yes. For the future. My, my mother, Bart, wrote a, a book. And in the book, she had a line that she was, she was trying to convey that there are things in your life that drain the joy from you. And she called them happy sucking. She said, these are happy sucking sucking moments. So we start, after she passed, we started a tradition every year at Thanksgiving, right before the meal, we will raise our cups and we'll say happy sucking. And that's that's kind of <laughs> keeping the old, but, but putting a new bent on it so that we're honoring mom, but we're also laughing. So, you know, life is different now and we, and yeah. we do this in a different way. 
So find something that is a positive memory and amplify it. Yes, yes. And maybe reimagine it, you know, as you sure. bring somebody different into it, honoring the old, embracing the new. And uh, I keep coming back to this, but give yourself a lot. All the things we're talking about right now, they're not going to work 100% of the time. And that's okay. Give yourself grace. I'm trying. I'm, I'm, and it'll be better next year than it was this year. Just give yourself a lot of grace. Here's an interesting note. This person says, I hear so much about the grief support groups in town, and I feel like I want to go there just to honor my husband, but I don't go. Yeah. Would they help? Absolutely. Again, being able to voice what you're feeling is important. Being able to hear from someone else is really important. So they would help, and I encourage you to do that. I would say very often we talk, well, I'll use this phrase, just do the next right thing. I, I'm not signing up for a, a grief support group for the next six months. I'm, I'm just going to try this today. And so be willing to just yeah, go one time, uh, see how it felt, and then go back again. And before long, you'll, you'll be surprised that you've really become involved in this. So. And there's so many different grief support groups. There are different, every kind of group. And then I guess you have to find the one that's comfortable for you. Oh, yes. They're like, I always say, they're like Baptist churches. There's one on every corner, and there's something <laughs> different about all of them. And so don't be, don't, and, and by the way, people who are leading support groups, they're aware of this. They're very comfortable with this. I have a group of men that meets every Thursday morning, and guys come in. They try it for a couple of weeks. It's not for them. That doesn't hurt anybody's feelings. So, so just be willing to, to try a couple of different groups until you find that group that really matters to you and really works for you. Here's a person who's saying, uh, I, I feel like I want to make New Year's resolutions, but they are depressing also. Could that be? <laughs> yeah. I've never thought of that as yeah. a, a grief, but I guess it could become similar to a grief. <laughs> Well, absolutely. I think I think we're mourning things that we did not do well during the past year. Whether it's financial or weight or whatever. Absolutely. I, I've, I've wasted another year is, is, is what we're saying to ourselves. So I, I encourage you to reframe that, to, to reimagine that. Uh, I, this, I am, I'm not making a New Year's resolution. I'm putting some steps in front of me that are going to lead me to a whole different path. And just begin to use a different language about that. We, we attach feelings to words. And so I've, you know, now resolutions is just a negative word for me. So I'm going to do something. I'm, I'm going to put some steps in place and change the way you talk about it, which will begin to change the way you feel about it. So take something that is a negative or depressing to you, whether it's the loss of a loved one or the way that life is going in your mind, and change it into the direction that you are more comfortable. Yes, absolutely. There's a, a whole modality of, of counseling called cognitive behavior therapy, which basically says the way you think is going to be the way you act. And so I am, it's also true the other way. I can act myself into thinking better. So if I say, okay, New Year's resolutions never work. I'm not going to keep them. It's going to be another year of failure. I promise you, Bart, that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> but if I say, oh, you know, I don't like New Year's resolutions. I like 
uh, goals. I like objectives. I'm going to put some objectives in place, and I'm going to work towards that. And I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm going to see what happens. That completely changes my approach, my feelings about it, my, my attitude about that. And it can change the whole grieving process. If, man, this is, this is another day that I get to honor mom about uh, the things that she did in my life. So just talk about it differently. So we have about three minutes left in our broadcast this morning. If we were to summarizing what people can do to make this a good Thanksgiving yeah. tomorrow, a good Christmas coming up. Well, I, you know, first of all, declare that's going to be, uh, you know, um, I, I, I love Bob Benson said, my teacher thought I was smarter than I was, so I was. Just declare, this is going to be a good Thanksgiving. You know, we're going to miss dad, but so state a positive objective. I, the second thing is put a new tradition in place. Light a candle. Some people put an empty chair at the table. Just say, hey, this is not a sad thing. This is not a grieving thing, but we're starting a new tradition. I think that would be a, a healthy thing to do. Take out your calendar. Plan the holiday season. I know after two or three days, I'm going to need a break. So I'm going to plan a break in here. Or I know that this uh, you know class party is coming up. I don't want to go. I'm going to put that on the calendar and make myself go. Use the calendar. And then the last thing is take a lot of good care of you. Uh, take walks. Take naps. Uh, set with friends. Take care of you. Put those three or four things in place, and it'll help this to be a, a wonderful holiday season. So make those planned movements. Yes, yes. And, and, and make sure they happen. Yes. I'm not going to get well accidentally. I'm not going to get over grieving accidentally. I need to be intentional, put a good plan in place, and let people help you walk through that. And those sad memories will probably stay with you because they're good memories. Yes, but they become sweet. They sweet be, instead they of sweet. sad. Yes, yes. There you go. Yeah. So it's, it's a tribute to the person that has moved on. Oh, it honors them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still a little bit sad about losing dad. Wow, he must have been a great dad. That's a that's yeah. a great thing. Yeah, I like the way you're you're saying those things. If you have any questions, can they get with you at branches? Sure, we would love to talk to you. We have groups available. Six one five nine zero four seven one seven zero is the phone number, or branches. dot org is the website. We've been visiting this morning with Dr. Mike Courtney from Branches Counseling, sort of helping us to find a way to make it positively through the holidays. Right. Mike, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Bart. I appreciate you.